never prolific, but he was always more than that, just about his goals. You know, wasn't embarrassed with the ball at his feet. Very accomplished player. Maybe even a touch underrated. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I'm glad to say James Tracy is with us. James, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, great. Excited. How was your phone after Ron Nagara went on uh, OTB AM last Friday? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I was yeah. in a different time zone. So, uh, Very good. You had different. to wake up to it. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you're a plant, apparently. <laughs> yeah. A few conspiracy theories go around. He loves a conspiracy theory himself, so it's fair enough. Listen. Um, I guess like you, you still feel part of the, not part of the setup, but like uh, you haven't, um, you know, you're not a full civilian just yet. Well, you yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still massively attached to the group, but uh, like last time I was in there it was the day I retired uh, in in December. Um, but yeah, like I, I've grown up with a lot of that group, so I definitely feel like a, like a massive part of it. But uh, like, yeah. He can. He was never going to take uh, anything well, but you know, all of my comments come from my video analysis, so it's not like I'm making it up. No one's sending you messages here. Get this out. We need to talk about this. Come here. The, that bit before we get on to the actual analysis of the game. Like watching last weekend's game and watching next weekend's game. Are these the most difficult ones for you to watch as a recent retiree, or are you actually fully just happy to go and immerse yourself in the experience? Uh, certain parts, but yeah, I miss you miss the big moments in games, uh, like the lead up can oftentimes be, be like miserable in terms of the you're you're crushing yourself with uh with self doubt and um the the emotional waves and different things like that. But uh the big moments in games I think there's there's not many things that can uh, can top that feeling. So definitely miss those. How far out from the game did the emotional wave start? Is it early in the week or is it actually on the day of the game? What's Usually even like? though the game leading into it, so that kind of distracts you a little bit, yeah. So it'll be early on in, in, in the week. In the week, in the right. build up, yeah. Jesus, that's kind of exhausting. Yeah, it is, it is, but it's part of it all. It's part, you know, and it, like, it, it means something to you, so that's why, you know, and if it didn't, you'd be uh, a bit of a serial killer. Were, yeah. Were you one of the players that needed the nerves or did you like the nerves to stay away for as, for as long as possible? Um, to be honest, I tried not to pay too much heed to it. Like, I wouldn't even look at the weather because I just wanted to control, you know, my, my week control. My, I can control there and uh, and not just not worry about it, all the external factors and, and everything like that. But uh, I, I wouldn't say I, I relished it or I, I uh, shone away from it. But it was just part of uh, my journey anyway. Is there a, a full-time sports psychologist that you guys worked with, or did you deal with anybody when you were? Would you talk about this stuff, or was it certainly just a personal thing, or, or stuff that you do with your teammates and go, "We won't feel it now." Yeah, we've we've had a number of brilliant ones over the years, and you kind of give you principles to work on, and like mindfulness, big, big part of the week. And and uh, to be honest, it's like anything. It's like uh, if you're prepared, that that gives you the most confidence. So. Um, like the the old saying, like uh, fail to prepare, prepare yeah. to fail. It's like that's what gives you confidence. Is like knowing that you've everything nailed down, and out, like everything else is kind of out of your out of your control. You're doing an exam at the weekend. If you've done as much research and studies exactly, as you can, yeah. you're going to give yourself mm. the best opportunity. Yeah. And it's weird in rugby in that you can actually do loads of stuff in video that you don't feel like you have to kill yourself the week of the game. If physically you're up to it, you can actually. The more video you watch, it seems like the better you're going to feel prepared. Maybe some people might be, I've got too much information now as well. 
Well, like, uh, one thing that I, I found watching games, so like humans in general, we all, like, follow patterns. Um, and we like kind of getting into our routines and doing things. And uh, funnily enough, it would penny drop for me at one point in my career of, like, yeah, if you watch enough video of teams, they tend to do similar things in similar areas of the field and on similar sides of the field. So, and people stand in the same areas when they're doing certain plays and they stand a certain way. Uh, and that was kind of a moment for me of you're not you're not going to be right all the time. Yeah. But even if you have a hint of an idea of what might happen, you're still ahead of what you would have been if you're just reacting. Um, so that's what it, like I would have looked out for a lot of kind of like shapes of where people are standing, body language like that. It's not as in depth as you think. You like people when you're looking for the right thing, it's actually quite obvious. Um, well, because they're not trying to hide it. You know, like they've never needed to hide it. Yeah. Um, so I've always found that you might like. You might only get 30% of it right, but it's 30% more than you would have known if you hadn't watched all that video. And it just gives you a bit of an idea of what's going to happen. And are you specifically talking here about defending line-outs and set pieces and kind of just watching? So if um, if a certain line-out, if Scrum Half is looking or has like two looks to the left, then they're going to go down the blind side. And, it's, um, you know, there's a Boris Becker, mm. Andre Agassi story. But um, in American football, there's sometimes one of the the down linemen will have two hands in the dirt and they're not going to rush the passer and if he only has one they're going to rush the passer and the whole league knows this but they don't tell each other and so they they keep defending against it it sounds a little bit like that kind of that that's what you're getting to with this yeah yeah and it could, it could be where people are standing in the field so sometimes like the backs if they're lived to fours it's going to be a mall uh, all of a sudden, you know, they're they're not as interested. Uh, where right. a winger thinks he doesn't have an impact, but he's giving me a read on where what might be coming next. Or he looks a bit, you know, he might standing be standing in between the the fifteens where the line is happening. And again, that could be a cue for me that this is going to be like a mall to a kick or something like that. And and little things like that, or in the line out, you know, people are, can look disinterested. Uh, and be good at, at the at hiding when they're going to be lifting or part of a play, or sometimes it's quite obvious that they're really bad at selling dummies forward, and you know they're always going to be coming back. So yeah. you're trying to cue people up on stuff you, you might have noticed. There's some better actors out there than uh, than others. The mind games and media hype in the build-up. Do, do players pay any attention to that? Is that is it dependent on the individual, or do you completely ignore it? No. Uh, like I would have consumed all my media going up through my parents of what like they'd heard, and they're like, "Did you?" And every time, I'm like, "No, you know, I don't." Well, but, I, <laughs> you know, but everyone, and so that's kind of how everyone gets maybe. it, either through a pal or through a parent. Yeah, is your experience of the the parents? They think they're doing good, but they're like, "Did you see that terrible thing somebody said about you?" I'm like, yeah. I, mean, "I deliberately didn't." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now I did. Yeah, yeah, but that that was how I. So like. The lads will be the same. Like we, we ingest enough uh, rugby during the week that um, you don't go looking for for extra bits. Um, while you know, like me on the outside now, I'd, I'd read a lot more media and consume a lot more media because that's kind of my outlet for it. Um, at the same time, but yeah, it was it was parents and friends who would have given it to me the whole way through. Uh, does any of it matter? Does any of the outside stuff come in? Like, cause you're like, in, oh, you have to be incredibly motivated to reach this stage of your life. And so the whole notion that somehow one tiny bit of motivation is going to give you that extra 1% always seems a little bit weird. And then you watch Michael Jordan and you're like, okay, some people do really feast off the negativity and uh, most people are kind of somewhere in between. So was there ever external motivation for a team that you played on that had come from a source outside, like somebody said something? You know, uh, like McFarlane talking about the demographics a couple of weeks ago. 
does that get mentioned at any point going they think we they think we're just good because we're big but we're not do, do people talk about this in any way um it'd be if you're finding it uh you really want to find it like a different spark for a different reason or like it would want to be something outrageous and half true I suppose for you to to buy into it but right. like again it would all it would always come from an external factor and you know, maybe it'll come from the top down with a certain comment that a coach has said or something. But, like, it wouldn't be, our week wouldn't be built around it. It'd yeah. just be thrown in maybe to stoke the fire a tiny bit. But definitely wouldn't be around the game plan of they think they're this, we think they're that. You know, it, it'd be more, a lot more logical on, on the game plan. And then, as I said, like, you're trying to stoke the fire a tiny bit with maybe a few things. But we all have our own way of of, uh, of geeing ourselves up. And as I said, like, I... I yeah, I found my own way through competition and different sides of it like that. I would never, I never had to be riled up too much because I always had it internally. Yeah. Since Leinster won the the Champions Cup in Bilbao, there's been heartbreaking semi final and, and final defeats, uh, always against like the best team in the competition. So they're they're they've been the second best team in the competition most years, uh, or close enough to it. The opportunity for them now is to like retrospectively cap this as an incredible era, which is starts with one win and finishes with the second one, and obviously <coughs> whatever happens next year happens when Lancaster's gone. Uh, but there's a lot riding on this. Like retrospectively, it justifies all the building and the heartbreak. And if if they lose, then those last few years, the heartbreak is actually magnified more. I would say, in a way, there's no there's no kind of oh that was our building block to get to this point, and it all makes sense now. It just none of it makes sense. It's just all heartbreak. Yeah, uh, it's so hard to win. I, I, I like wish you could like quantify how um, how difficult it is to 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 win a European Cup, and you need like to be on like the top of your game for like like the most important part of the year. You need to be on the top of your game. You need uh, like a slight a slight bit of luck on your way in terms of injuries and stuff like that. You need your best players to be peaking at the right time of the year um, and also it's like the bounce of the ball sometimes like I, I spoke about the Dulan uh, missed drop goal in last year's final and like the ball comes back into the field uh, about 15 like it's about that that short of going dead and you know all of a sudden you're easily clearing it and it comes back into Johnny and um, you know it's good kick pressure gives it to Hugo they get turnover kick to the corner, score a try, and you're like, off of nothing, you know what I mean? Like, off of like a, a shot to nothing drop goal, and a game can swing on that, and like you can do all the prep, you can do all the uh, things you want, but like sometimes it, it just comes down to those razor-sharp moments of like just losing that moment, and you could you could have been great all year, and like that goes both ways. Um, but the thing is, it's like what, there's no shame in losing to... To La Rochelle, there's no shame in losing to that. You know, Saracens team we lost to. They're an exceptional team, but it hurts so so much. Um, and that's what it, that's why it means right so much more. Yeah. That's why you put a star in the jersey because it's not it's not something that you can just go and do just because you want it. It's like it's incredibly incredibly hard journey to go through. Will Roger have been a tad displeased with the result last weekend? Is it the case of Munster poking the Leinster bear in some ways? Uh, I would say he's pleased from his monster point of view, but uh, I, I wouldn't say he, he'd be. He would have cared really. Like he would have probably preferred monster to win from just from a, a selfish point of view of of his uh, attachment to the club. But um, 
Yeah, I listened to the two different games. You know, week on week, it's two different games. Keith Wood was on it yesterday, and he was talking about the the Leinster selection. You surprised at the Leinster selection? Like, were you were you surprised at all with the the team that Leo Cullen put out? No, I, I uh, we spoke about it a little bit uh, last week. I thought consistency would would have played a factor in terms of that selection. And um, I, I would have done the same thing, to be honest. So uh, it's easy to say that when you lose, you know, everything, everything was wrong. But if you, if you win, all of a sudden, um, you know, you're a tactical genius. But, like, I thought in fair dues to, to Munster, like, you know, there was a few huge moments. And I, I think, like, no more than that, like, Mike Haley chase back. Uh, that's like that's what wins you like big knockout games. Is those no talent moments as well as nailing all the basics. And uh, I think there's a, a few harsh lessons for some of those uh, young Leinster guys at the end of of just missing a few moments and and uh, making mistakes when it really mattered. But at the same time, Byrne came up with a few huge moments. Coombs came up with a few huge moments. And that Mike Katie Chase back. It's it's something special. I don't know if you have you did you watch it back for I haven't seen that bit back now. So. Um, Ball breaks, Harry Byrne kicks it long and Tommy O'Brien just takes off and there's no monster backfield and he, he just zooms past Tyg Byrne and, and Scannell, I think. And it's it's just a certain try, like the ball even just tees up for him right at the line and Haley had corner flag from the other side of the field, uh, just sprinted with everything he had and just, just kind of like made contact. We were both going for the ball but like did enough to put Tommy off in, for a certain try and at that point... It would have meant it was a it was a two score game in Leinster's favour if they'd gotten that, and it would have been a big big turning point. Um, but anyway, uh, Haley wins that moment, and, and like that's the sort of thing you need to do in in big games and just uh, come up and for your mates and win those kind of no talent moments. Um, does it have an impact on how training feels this week, or does everybody uh, the uh, Lancaster was talking sumo? I think in his Monday press briefing, I don't assume what didn't happen until Tuesday normally. But um, is it is it straight away in the Monday? That's parked, and it's a different team this week. Yeah. And you know, it is a different team because Ryan comes in and Caelan uh, Doris comes in, and the front row comes in, and um, you know they're all genuinely world class at the moment. If you're picking a world fifteen, most of them are, are getting uh, at least consideration, if not straight into the team. Um, so does does the result matter in any way? Is there a hangover from it? Everyone will be hurt. I think, you, like, uh, I think you can't not watch. Like, you know, at the end of the day, um, like you're you're a band of brothers in there, and um, you know when 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 you lose, you all lose, and that includes the backroom staff. Everyone's so invested. So um, I think it'd be uh, shying away from it, saying that the the group won't be. Hurt and, and you know pissed off, um, and that's just the the nature of sports. Just got to dust yourself off and go again, but try use it in a positive way. Um, but yeah, they'll definitely be they'll be hurt. What elements of that Leinster performance will they be most hurt by? Uh, just how they managed the uh, the the last maybe twenty minutes. Um, like they, they were in the game. Like the thing is, like it was a very good game. I was it was a class class fixture and um, I think you know you, you look at uh, we were picking and going um, with about like, maybe 10 minutes to go and, and uh, Byrne comes up with a big steal about 3 metres out from the line when, when Keeney was over the ball moments like that where 
you know, when you're in the attack, the percentage are massively in your favour, you know, so um, it's it's understanding that and, and, and you know, not making any mistakes and just eking, eking out the defence because it's so hard to defend in that situation when you're on your own uh, try line. going to break. Yeah, but something's going to break but it's also so easy to go offside. Um, it's, it's, you know, a lot of the time you're defending it like two on one uh, when, with like the those short picks. It's like, it's, it's it's very just very very tough to defend. So it's understanding that uh, perspective when you're in the attack and it, and just making sure you're calm and composed. And then, and then also, uh, you know, there's, there was a couple of um, of kind of silly like knock-ons and stuff. Just little moments where the error be- kickoff is kind of crucial at the end as well, where you end up thinking you're going to get the ball back hopefully and it's a scrum to them and then they just they just kill the game let's talk about La Rochelle right what, what, what do Leinster need to do differently this year than they did last year because like notwithstanding the end of the game they were in front for a large portion of the game so it's not that different really no, I think they played really well for the majority of, of last year's final and I think more the same you know um Maybe tidying up, like as I said, there's going to be a lot of of pressure. Uh, they're going to be in the back of the tackle quite a lot as well. They're clever at doing that, where um, the tackler will make his tackle and he'll just be a little bit slow to to roll out of there. And as uh, when you're when you're trying to clear out these guys who are in so fast, Batia, um, Bougarid, etc. It, it impacts your entry um, into the rook that guy on the ground and they know what they're doing there as well like that's it's a it's a fairly common thing in rugby to be clever at if you if you can get away with it so um, it's it's understanding that that's coming and been extremely effective at doing it their mall uh, at times was, was was brilliant. They did, a few, they did a great play up the front uh, in the first half. Uh, Skelton did a good job of blocking Tyke Furlong into the mall, and uh, they went up the, the five meter line with Aldred and uh, and Bougarit. Um So, like little subtleties, if we can stop those sort of little plays at source, and if we can stop their mall get, getting momentum into the game, um, I think we'll have a great great chance. Uh, you know, we'd. We scored really well, um, or sorry, we, we didn't score well enough in the in the twenty two last year. We we, we played the um, territory game really well, but we probably could have executed a tiny bit better. So just winning one or two more of those moments and um, containing them, uh, containing them all, I think would be a really good chance. What are your concerns about this uh, this game? Like, what are the bits that you're like, oh, just a little bit, this Slavishell team, they're good here, here and here. What are the bits that when you're thinking about that, you're like, okay, this has to, we have to stop them here, apart from the... the, the well, the, like, about. the rain and champs, so, uh, like, they have a lot of, uh, a lot, lot to be concerned about. But um, you look at their their pack, obviously, and I think Raj touched on, like, how do you stop the power... You know, and, and like that comes from a fair point of like you have these like men who are absolute giants of men. Um, so obviously that that is uh, going to be a massive challenge for the lads. But like, it's nothing they haven't played against before on the international stage and and, and stuff like that. So, um, but it, it's dealing with that. And when those sorts of players get momentum in games. It, you know, it, it can unravel fairly quickly because they're they're very skillful as well as being like big big men, getting their nose through the line. But uh, I think 
for Leinster. It's it's controlling um, controlling the pace of the game. Hopefully that the the ball and play time will be high and they won't be um, kind of taking injuries and uh, little things like that to, to give themselves a breather. But uh, let's hope the ball balls in play. We're going to see a class game and it's a real kind of slope fest. Looking back on last year's final, it was uh, all points from the boot, which was. I mean, it's just the nature of a final. We've seen uh, incredible teams reach a final and the, the suffocation of the pressure that's involved and also the fact that you're playing the other best team in the tournament. Yeah. You know, that's the other bit. It's like, oh, they didn't score any tries. Well, yeah, because Larry had a pretty brilliant. So, um, like, how do you not be suffocated by the fact that this other team is great and also it's the final and so much is riding on it and they put so much into the fifth star narrative? Um, how do they just go out and play as loose and free as they possibly can? Jeez, if I knew that, I'd be rich man if I could sell that. Uh, the like you go into a final, like, there's always because it, it means so much to both sides as well. It's you know it's it's so hard to get away from that side of it. Uh, like I think both teams will want to score tries in turn, and when I say that, I don't mean like obviously everyone wants to score tries, but I mean when they have penalty opportunities, I think both teams you'll see going to the corner more than uh, maybe the final last year okay. where they understand that like the score tally needs to be built up enough that uh, it won't come down to hopefully the last play they're going to try to give themselves a little bit of wiggle room and also scoreboard pressure um, but to, to uh, like that's really all the answer I can give you because just be a bit more aggressive with the with the penalties a, l- a little bit more aggressive when when the right time comes and sure look that's that's always in the eye of the beholder afterwards like oh they went to the corner and they scored a try it was amazing they went to the corner and they got stopped the clowns why yeah. didn't they take the points you know like, yeah it, and that's listen you live and die with a sword and the the decisions will be made based on statistics one but at the end of the day it's it's game feel as well you know it's is this a moment where we, we need to go for the throat and put the um put the hammer down that that like we're here to to not let you off with just three points if you're going to give away penalties so um I think you'll see them hopefully be a little bit more um a little more aggressive with with those decisions at the right times um but I also feel like it probably is coming the other way too um just from from watching them yeah um, just looking at last year's teams um so James Lowe's from fast past fit we've heard Henshaw is obviously back. Uh, Jimmy O'Brien went off at halftime last week I haven't heard any updates mm. I don't know is he do you expect him to be fit or not I haven't heard any updates but I, I would expect it, it was it was probably precautionary ok and then the only other obvious change it looks like is Sexton um, unless maybe there's a doubt about who James Ryan's partner is it looks like probably Ross Mooney will start given that um, I, I don't know what your instinct is on that but um, it's basically going to be the same team except with Ross Byrne in for Johnny Sexton yeah uh, sorry Dan Sheehan starting obviously yeah I, I listen. I, I'm excited about uh, as well. Like for, for Ross Byrne, what an opportunity to to put his stamp down and and uh, you know kind of kind of take the reins for for Leinster going forward. You know, it, it's it's been his team since uh, Johnny's got that knock. So um, I'm excited to hopefully he can get the job done and, and cement his name as one of the uh, one of the Leinster greats going forward. Uh, okay, what are your levels of confidence? Well, like it's looking from uh, like I'm obviously biased, but um, 
it's going to be a slow fest and I, I I'm no listen I, I'm I'd be mild mildly optimistic yeah, rather fair than, enough. That's than, it, than confident because like it's just it's too close game and, I, and that's not me sitting on the fence it's like well, I, like listen, I hope we're going to win La Rochelle will like, become one of the all-time great European teams if they win yeah so that's what that's what's on offer for them you know like but you go through like the team sheet but through both team sheets proper proper world-class players there so like I, I just hope that the game is as good a game as as maybe like the that Toulouse game was, as the France game was in the Aviva. That you know, you just love it to be a real. We won those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but at least it was you know entertaining, yeah. free flowing, and it, it's and not just a kick fest. Yeah. That, you know, you, you, that's what you hope. So and then we that, win at the end. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Get a win at the end. That'll that'll really top it off. Um, advantage to it, maybe. If it's going to be that slow fest, that really close game, uh, definitely, it definitely makes a huge difference playing at home, and, and like playing in France is, is unbelievably difficult because it's such a hostile environment. Mm. So having having it in the Aviva is uh, so you'd hope the fans do get there early, make the noise, bring the heat. Uh, like and we like Lancer of the last few years, I've uh, like said it, uh, you know, as much as we can. The difference it makes when everyone's there behind you, it's just incredible and. You know, we, you know, we've tried your tried the, the connection piece with all the all the, the, the different counties in the province. It's so huge for us because you're trying to build. Uh, like going forward, we want a packed RDS, a packed Viva at every game, and we want people to actually really care because they know that we care. Um, so, please God, I know it'll be it's a sellout and everything like that, but. Please God, uh, the atmosphere lives up to, to the game and the game gives them something to shout about. The first 20 minutes of the atmosphere in the semi-final was sensational. Yeah. Just when the crowd was getting behind the team, it was like, this feels absolutely massive. And it, it, does it have an impact? Because it's always hard to tell, really, if, if, so if you, afterwards the players are just like... You don't necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily hear it, but you feel it. That's it. And it's like, when the momentum's going your way, you feel it on the other side as well. When things are going against you and that, like... Just the whole place is just going bananas. It's uh, it just makes it clouds your your thoughts and it just affects you in a way that it's hard to explain. But when it's behind you, it's you know it's like you're on a, like adrenaline and and it's just incredible uh, wave to ride. And um, and you like you look at some of the you know say Tom and uh, or like Anfield. Like why why it's so hard to play there? It's because the the atmosphere. Is always so hostile and electric. It's hostile against the the opposition team, but when the home teams get a bit of momentum, it's like the place is absolutely hopping. And hopefully, um, you know, the AV will be like that on the weekend. It's as good a rallying cry to finish on mm-hmm. as we could possibly hope for. James, best of luck at the weekend. Thanks a million. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.